Winona Forever is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, head on over to cageclub.me. Hi, I'm Lindsay Gibb. And I'm Rekha Tulsaram. And this is Winona Forever. From a deep immaculate kiss, she spread her two ripe dripping limbs, and then I happened. And the moon throbbed and fought with an angry sun all that day and all that night until it forced me out. Now I stand here, alone. Touch me with your white words and your dead hands, now before I freeze and become one of you. So that was um, from Welcome Home, Roxy Carmichael. Uh, I've seen this movie a lot, which means I can recite the poem that Winona Ryder's character, Denki Pissetti, says during it. But I'll I'll give you a brief description of the film because I'm supposed to. Uh, (laughs) By the way, it's impressive. It doesn't come across as impressive on the podcast because you could be reading that, but you weren't. Right. Yes. I I know it by heart and I've known it by heart since I probably first saw the movie. (laughs) It had that much of an impact on me. So this movie is about, uh, well, it's called Welcome Home, Roxy Carmichael. So what happens is there's a town, uh, you know, legend or star. And she left town 15 years ago, but she's coming back. And the town's getting really excited. And it focuses on this one character named Dinky Bissetti, who's a kind of an outcast in high school. Um, and, you know, she is adopted and her parents are not really into her. And she can't relate to anyone in town. Kids throw rocks on her when she's riding her bike. She has an arc with with some animals where she hangs out. And there is one person who seems to take an interest her, in her. But, like, it's hard for him to like her because she's such a social reject. And that's this boy named Gerald. And also the guidance counselor seems to be fond of her. Uh, and we go through... Uh, you know, Dinky's the one week, the week before Roxy's supposed to come back to town, and how everyone's getting really excited for her t- to arrive in different ways. And I'll leave it at that. I think. Okay. Yeah, and we'll just talk about what happens. So before we do, uh, we have another guest this episode. Uh, Matt White is our guest. Hello. He is uh, a musician and film educator, and he is my friend that I play music with sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess you're here because this is your favorite Winona movie? Mm, One of your it, favorites? It might be, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I love it. But also you wrote a song based on it, I so did. that was big. I did, yes. I heard Impetus. your song had the poem in it. It does have the poem Fantastic. in it. And it's recited by Lindsay Gibb. In it. <laughs> because we, I looked like Winona Ryder. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. We, we, we thought we might like get distribution maybe with the album at the time, and we didn't want to run into any legal things Fair. with having the, the clip in it. I don't even know if that would have been a problem, but mm-hmm. just to be safe, I recorded Lindsay saying the poem. Yeah, and I had never seen the movie at that point, so I think uh, you had to play it for me a lot of times That's so right. that I would get the intonation right yeah. and everything. <laughs> had to be perfect. Yeah, I remember having to recite it a lot, <laughs> <laughs> many times. Yeah, I used to recite it with like the teacher yelling "Dinky," you know, yeah. in the background. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that scene because like uh, it starts off with the word "greed is bad" on the chalkboard, 
Yeah. She's like, greed is bad. And now to the poems. <laughs> yeah. She erases that. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, now we're going to, I don't know. I don't know if that's supposed to be like her saying, oh, this is from some other class. I don't actually think greed is bad. Yeah. <laughs> now let's have some poems. It's a know. weird transition. Like it's, there's like a pause and then it's like the, sl- yeah, it's just a very strange way to begin the scene. Yeah. Yeah. It's the first mm-hmm. thing you see is greed is bad. You're like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we don't we don't actually see Roxy Carmichael in this movie. No, not her face. Right. We see glimpses of her like swimming naked in a pool, uh, touching some chocolate and photos. <laughs> <laughs> touching chocolate. <laughs> yep. I guess you do see her talking at the beginning in, in the oh, like when flashback she, 15, when she's yeah. young. Yeah. yeah. And that's played by Oh yeah. Uh What's her name? <laughs> yep. Going to have to look it up, I guess. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let me scroll through the IMDb. And she was talking to Jeff Daniels because they had a baby together 15 years ago. And she's basically saying, you you take care of this baby. I got to leave town. This is, uh, I'm too big for this town. And, you know. Yeah. When they it, were 15 years yeah, old. And the baby was like premature. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the part about that, because Winona's character is adopted, she thinks... That she is Roxy's daughter. daughter. Yeah. And the father is Jeff Daniels. Right. I don't think I know how to say her name. Carla Gugino or something? Yeah. I've never known how to say her name either. Yeah, but she's... She was just in uh, Gerald's Game, I believe, oh, on, yes. on Netflix. Yes, she was. And Gerald. She was Watchmen. Yeah, Gerald. <laughs> Gerald Howell's Game. Um, but I know her from... Uh, Snake Eyes, a Nicolas Cage movie. Oh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's that's who Roxy is, at least in youth. It's funny sometimes when there's like a character who you never see or that you just see their body, they don't like list who plays them, but mm-hmm. she, she was listed. So yeah, I guess she should put a face to because she had lines. I think they yeah. have to uh, credit her. I guess that's maybe true. Yeah. So Roxy was the, a legend uh, in Clyde, Ohio, and the reason why was because her name, her, uh, she was in a song by, um, who do they say? Jack Slater. Jack Slater, yeah. Uh, and then, but during the movie, they have Myth, Melissa Etheridge cover the song a lot, mm-hmm. and another song, she, there's a lot of M- Melissa Etheridge in the mu- movie, on the soundtrack. Oh, I noticed. But, <laughs> but if you go to look at the soundtrack, they never released those songs, like, commercially. Really? Yeah. Uh, only uh, one of the songs sh- Melissa Etheridge uh, later put on one of her albums. Mm-hmm. I have the the soundtrack, and it's it's just score. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just Thomas the, Newman's the score. score. Yeah. yeah. Just like, do 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 do. Kind of right. <laughs> um, and there's Roxy really is a fan of pink, the color pink. Um, there's a lot of pink in this film. That's <laughs> <laughs> and her favorite food is almond roca candy. The thing. Before rewatching it for this, the only thing I remembered about the movie was that I really liked Roxy's bedroom because it's like part of the tour. But also, I think it's like the first shot in the film. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's yeah. from the tour or if it's from just the flashback. flashback. I think it's because she goes into her closet. Right. Jeff Daniels, yeah. care, like as a young person. But what I liked was the fridge as a closet. And I've always had dreams of recreating that for myself. <laughs> and how far along are you in that dream? Well, my... Grandma has that fridge, so I'm like, and it doesn't work anymore, so I'm like, don't get rid of it, Grandma. I'm going <laughs> to take it, but uh, it's so big. Like, where are you going to put that? 
in your life. I don't know. I don't know. I got a I, garage. <laughs> yeah. I just need more room and then I'll <laughs> commit to it. Mm-hmm. What I found funny was when uh, Winona like pulls out this like screwdriver or something from her pocket and wedges the door. Like she just had like a close to lock the, she locked herself in Roxy's room. uh, And she wedged the door with some sort of shiv in her pocket or something. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe she had tools in her pocket because she was always working on her arc. That's. Oh, that's right. That's good. On the arc's roof. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Or maybe she just planned it, but yeah. (laughs) It's so funny. I didn't, it like at some point in the movie somebody says something about her arc. I guess it's Gerald, the yeah. guy that she kind of likes and who seems to like her, even though he's not very nice to her. I think for not somebody, I mean, yeah, I he's guess like that's in the, the board. He's like a bully. <laughs> he's a bully. Yeah. He, she gets bullied, and he kind <sighs> of goes along with the bullying. But then, you know, behind closed doors or whatever, when no one's watching, then he'll be nice to her. Mm-hmm. That is such a typical thing. Like, I feel like we're going to come back to this over and over because we talked about that in Heather's. Now, he wasn't a bully, but he was just a terrible person. (laughs) And we're definitely going to come back to it in Reality Bites and probably all kinds of other things. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) there's just like so many. I think it's just it's a trope or it's just was a thing like and maybe still is. But because I don't. I don't think I've watched a teen movie in a while. But like, yeah, the first line he says to her is like, yeah, Jesus, girls... Dinky, do something with yourself. Yes. Yes, <laughs> so I wrote that down. Because <laughs> it was funny, but it was also like yeah. mean. And she's just like, not She's just phased. like, I'm going to laugh at like, you someday. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and also he just like, his friends throw things at her and he just lets them. Like, I just feel like, what kind of, why do you, why do you want to be with this guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. His friend is played by, I don't know the character's name, of course, but he's in the Monster Squad. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. But he was very funny. Making fun of Dinky. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he was quite funny. Well, yeah, that his was friend the was theme. funny. Like, he was a funny bully, but because mm-hmm. he was just like, he, like smoking cigarettes. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Smells it. Smells, oh, that's right. Yeah. He waved yeah. his hand in front of his nose when she walked by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And there's one part at the Roxy Ball where he gets two drinks off a tray and then he sees somebody else and he gives the two drinks to this old guy. Yeah. He's like, you hold this. And yeah. he just goes, <laughs> he's, he's a funny character, whatever yeah. whoever mm-hmm. that guy is. He's a funny guy. Uh-huh. Um, Gerald was in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. That's where oh, yeah. I saw him. Sure. So I <laughs> was guess, he one of the kids? Yeah. Yeah. He was, yeah. He was like the older brother. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he had luxurious hair. In I think that is he always is that his look. Yeah, he had the um, same hair. In the shrunk the kids. Uh, and honey, I shrunk the kids. It was shorter. It wasn't it quite wasn't as luxurious. Was. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, and it almost seemed like that's what he all he wanted from Dinky was for her to like wash her hair and get her hair together. And yeah. then when she did, it was like, there you go. Now I can be with you. <laughs> and then he got braces, which which was. Right. Was, it was, I don't know, something. And then his friend was like, you look ugly. And he's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's great. <laughs> I wonder if they, they had to specifically look for a actor that had gaps in their teeth or if they added that line. I heard that actually they wrote the script for Winona. It was like the first time she was ever, like they wrote it with her in mind. But uh, it was Gerald that she told that he he had gaps in his oh, teeth. Oh, yeah, no, I know. But I'm just right, saying, right. yeah. Oh, okay. Um but yeah, Gerald's Gaps. It's, it's written by uh, Karen Lee Hopkins, who was an actress, and she actually was in The Breakfast Club and got cut out. Oh. Yeah. What was she? Was she like... 
she was like a gym teacher or something. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Um, yeah. And she just liked Winona and thought, I'll write this. I, I didn't know. I didn't hear that she, oh, that she'd okay. written it for her, but I saw some quote today. It's just like you know uh, when is the, you know I only took I took this role because it was the first time it was something was written for me. Hmm. Oh, yeah. So that's pretty cool. I feel like again I, we keep coming back to this. If I had watched this prior to my teens or in my teens, I think I would have really identified with Dinky. Um, but I I watched it obviously way later after Matt recorded the song and yeah i guess i was in my 20s by then and i was like I, i'm sure i still liked it but yeah no yeah i, I watched the prime time like right in my teens i was perfect you know when she said she prefers boots to books to dolls and boots to ballet slippers i, I, I was just like yes <laughs> and the relationship with the parents i was like this this is it this is it <laughs> Did Just you want to work on kid. the Alaskan? No, I definitely didn't want to do any like work, but like <laughs> it's a little different than that. <laughs> oh yeah, so the reason I brought up Gerald was because of the ark. I was what I was saying mm. is that I had no idea she was building an ark. I just thought she has these animals and a boat. <laughs> and they just happened to be beside each other. And then I guess it was Gerald. Or she said, oh, you worked on my ark. Or I don't know. Somebody said something. Yeah, how did you know about like, my ark? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm like, how did you know about her arc? I didn't know about it. And he mumbled something like, you don't know shit about building roofs, Dinky, or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, like, he, yeah. He, like, he saw her building it from yeah. afar type thing. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how he knew it was an arc. He I was mean, watching her through the whole just... movie. He creeped in her, like, watched her through the window mm-hmm. of her house. He, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Which is another reason to not like Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end, she's watching That's him. right. I was going to say, yeah. but then he's sleeping right beside an open window. That's like, the, I'm surprised that he just wakes up and is like, oh, you're there instead of like, ah! like why? she's like right next to his head. Uh, creepy. <laughs> They're both creepy, I guess. <laughs> I want to talk about like the weird, or not weird, but just subtle or not so subtle lesbian undertones in the whole film yeah, yes so many. yes I, there are so many please remind me of all of them but i, de- I definitely noticed melissa that. etheridge oh, yeah. um yeah. but then <laughs> starting everything she's and then like the, right away the lady from greece uh uh what's her yes. name dina manoff yep and empty she, nest and and, and then <laughs> the blonde woman she's with yeah uh-huh. you find out later they like they get it on and then right. she's like was it as good as roxy <laughs> she's like nothing what does she say she's like yeah you're no, no roxy you're no roxy <laughs> you're no roxy <laughs> guzzle champagne yeah yeah um and there was a something else like there was some the weird relationship between the guidance counselor yes. and one another yeah. there was yeah. like some serious gayness happening there Definitely. as like a queer person like who didn't know who she was queer and then you know At the time, it was like there was something like really like, uh, I don't know, like resonating about the film. Like there was just like, okay, there's there's something here. I don't know. (laughs) Well, it's interesting that it's like it's not treated as like a joke or anything like that. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, like it it was I feel like maybe they cast Gerald because he looks like a girl. Well, yeah, that's what I was saying. He looks more like a girl than. Yeah, he's like the most. (laughs) Exactly. He's like the most feminine character in the film, really. And like. I think that well, I think if it was written now, Dinky would have been totally queer. 
<laughs> like, you, you thought Gerald was a girl on the menu because you only see it like a yes. still photo of oh, Gerald. Uh, on the main menu. Yeah. I said, oh, I thought that was maybe like, I know Laura Dern's not in this, but I thought it was Laura Dern. <laughs> maybe that's what the writer originally had in mind, is Laura Dern. A Laura Dern type. Oh, this guy, sure, why not? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, the guidance counselor thing, again, is is inappropriate yeah but <laughs> another like winona age inappropriate relationship yeah. but like... and like in a change room first of all the guidance counselors skip school with her yeah. which is like to not drive, good for either to of drive them. to Cle- cleveland and then they're in a change room in like a mall or something getting changed together yeah and it's like that's a that's in one not, change room no and then dinky like takes off her top and says what do you think of my boobs basically yeah. and she's like they're great they're just yeah. as good as mine because yeah. <laughs> she said I-, I like yours and i'm like no none of this is okay it's like what is going on well, even when she holds her hand under the table yeah that reaction kinda, yeah, like that Winona first really, is scared yeah. but then it was more like a comfort thing like yeah you know i've you know, nobody likes you or nobody loves you or taking care of you, but I can be your surrogate mother or something. Right. I guess that's what was implied, oh, like, yeah. supposed to be, For but sure. it didn't come off as that. <laughs> Everyone's like, what? When they see that. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. Yeah. When they held hands under the table, I'm like, where is this? I don't remember this going in uh, that direction. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's elements of that relationship which are really nice. And then there's elements of it that it's like, this is probably not okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> yes, I agree with the rest of your observations. <laughs> there's some, there's yeah. some like really f- funny like random scenes in there. Like when they have a shot at the salon, there's a lot of sh- salon shots with the people getting ready for the ball and getting their hair done. But there's a beginning of the salon where the someone's getting their hair washed and the, the person washing the hair sneezes and the water sprays on that person's face. Yes. Kills me. It's just like <laughs> subtle comedy. Maybe that's why the director like eventually went on or has directed slapstick because he used some of that. Like, he, yeah, for sure. Um, so who's the director? It's Jim Abrahams. Mm-hmm. Yes. So he did airplane and hot shots and, uh, What's that one with Val? Top Secret. Oh, oh, yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This seems out of character. Then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How he got Very this strange. script is. Yeah. Very Nobody strange, knows. Yeah. We don't know that. It's a. Yeah. It's it's a just a weird movie overall. Like when like there's a lot of weird. There's a lot of like stuff. showing the small town quirkiness. But like you don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's like why is she obsessed with pink? Why does she like the M and M's and the the pink packaged um, what's also not explained is how dinky got her name uh yeah that's a weird name for a kid yeah it's terrible how much her parents i mean her dad's not as bad but how much her mom just is like uh she's trouble i just kind of want to get rid of her and start again yeah she basically did say that like you know dinky never adapted well or whatever we could never like we didn't you know we want something more like us and they wanted to try to have another, have a baby and just kind of send Dinky off to a private school. Right. Because they adopted her. And yeah. she thinks that Roxy Carmichael must be her mom then. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I mean, I guess the other, maybe it's not weird. I guess it's just a 
typical part of the storyline, the whole Jeff Daniels part of it, yeah. like that he's obsessed with her and like ruins his whole marriage because he's yeah. <laughs> still, I mean, it's just part of the whole town being mm-hmm. so obsessed with obsessed Roxy with Carmichael. Cause I mean, even mm-hmm. the, uh, like you said, Dinah, whatever her name is. Manoff. Manoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That she's, I don't know. Did she ruin her? Like, like, she, yeah, because she was like dating a guy, I guess, yeah. and then she got mad at him for saying something that she Roxy was all that like talking, you know, about Roxy, and she was like felt jealous that she has like this weird jealousy about Roxy. It seemed mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, she was worried about dyeing her hair, and then someone said Roxy would do it, and then she's like, I don't care what Roxy would do, and she's like, dye it, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> um. But then I guess she ruins her relationship with the girl, but that might also just be because she's in the closet in Mm -hmm. some way if she's... Oh, then at the end, that girl kind of is flirting with another girl at the Roxy Ball Mm -hmm. at the end. So (laughs) hopefully she has a happily ever after. (laughs) I think it was implied. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Which is the nice thing. Like you were saying, it could have been a joke. Mm-hmm. But, like, you do feel sorry for the blonde mm-hmm. girl. She's, like, looking all sad and mm-hmm. rejected off to the side. And she gets another girl. Mm-hmm. Everybody's really good in it. Like, Jeff Daniels is, like, he gives a really good performance. Yeah. You know, like, all the scenes where he gets angry and stuff. And when he when his wife's leaving and he just, like, drops to the ground. Like, yeah. very, he put, put himself into it. And he so. cares about Dinky. And that came across, too. Yeah, Like, definitely. how much he cared about her and... Mm-hmm didn't realize that he was getting her hopes up about Roxy being her mom and stuff. Mm-hmm. Denton was his character's name. Yeah. Wow. That's right. A lot of weird Denton. names in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I like the scene, the sort of, I don't know, just an interesting scene in the guidance counselor's office. I think it might be the first time that Dinky is like maybe sent there. Or maybe the first time she meets her and they're having a conversation and they just, flash between dinky's boots and the guidance counselor's heels heels. Mm -hmm. and yeah so when one of them's talking they showed their shoes the appropriate shoes for the person who's talking (laughs) um i don't know it sets up the characters really well (laughs) i just really like that scene i uh, dressed up as dinky for halloween when i was of course you did and i love that 16 17 probably and everybody knew who you were nobody knew (laughs) (laughs) they're like is that a costume <laughs> or your clothes like how, how but, long was your hair were you able to get it nice, oh yeah nice i had poof? like shorter hair so i got it all puffy nice. and then like uh i had dog tags uh, i tied a black sweater and like weird short pants that she wears and i uh took shoelaces and there were no pink laces for sale anywhere else, but i used a pink highlighter and i colored them pink <laughs> i think those boots are still at my parents house somewhere <laughs> i love it see when you said you had those boots i thought it was just like i just wanted to have those boots and look like dinky but it was for costume it was for a costume but i ended up wearing them a lot right yeah yeah you identified with the boots i did and then i like transitioned into my like riot girl phase so it worked well (laughs) perfect good transition uh there's a weird line in the movie where Somebody says, there's all kinds of like rumors about Roxy. And one of the things somebody says is Roxy was the first person to have sex before 10 that they ever knew. And I'm just like, why is that a great... Mm -hmm. Why is that a fact that you're revealing? It's such a... I don't know. And they got married when they were 10 and stuff Or five. Yeah, the weird marriage thing. And Mm -hmm. like, they were doing stuff when they were very young. (laughs) What? (laughs) 
I don't know. And then, like, Roxy apparently, like, was the reason her mother committed suicide also. Roxy's mother. They, oh. were, they kind of mentioned that. I only picked it up on this last viewing. But I think... Uh, and then, like, that funny guy was like, well, I heard Roxy's mom spontaneously combusted when she left. <laughs> so <laughs> there was a lot of rumors. And she has a dog, Bonkers. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and she loved like, that dog. <laughs> it was a big dog. She used to ride it. Like, yeah, yeah. What, what are these weird, the weird facts about Roxy? <laughs> I just want to know how it all came together. Like, it'd be great if we could get Karen Lee Hopkins on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, maybe down the line we yeah. can revisit movies with the people. Because <laughs> uh, I'd love to know the inspiration for this. Yeah, that's super <laughs> interesting. Uh so I don't know if Winona says Jesus. I didn't notice, but she Jeff didn't. Daniels says Jesus when Winona crashes her bike. Oh, yeah, And yeah, then yeah. he goes and, like, jumps out of the car and goes to help her up, and he goes, Jesus, or whatever. So I was like, Jeff Daniels says Jesus. And Gerald says it, too. Right, when he yeah, says Jesus, stinky. stinky, yeah. <laughs> Do something with yourself. There's some good lines in it, like, yeah. when she's like, it's good to want things, and, you know. I, when she said that, I turned to Matt, because I was watching with Matt. And I was like, that's a line in your song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> Which we will play. When should yeah. we play that song? Should we play it now? Yes. All right. <laughs>
was Welcome Home by Mant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not yeah. G. Williker and the G. Willikers. Oh, I, wish. I wish. He's too hard to get. He's tough to book we got him. him. We got him. <laughs> Uh, there's a band in the movie and that's the name and they're really proud of getting the band to play at the Roxy Ball and they do two covers one is My Way Mm -hmm. and the other is Born to be Wild that's right sung by I don't know Miriam Tenali or something like that yeah yeah. (laughs) were they just a band for the movie they weren't a real band right I I, I would assume they were just a band (laughs) his voice wasn't that bad actually if you listen you know I always thought, because when in the opening scene, when they say they got G. Willikers, they cut to like this large man, like eating a pie or cake yeah, or something. Yeah, they do. And I always thought that was G. Willikers. Yeah, same. You like know? he's like, yeah, yeah that's me. That's but me. no, yeah, he was, was just more like, yeah, that's, he, that's he a good excited, band. Yeah. Just a fan of G. <laughs> G. <laughs> G. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, that's good. What were other standout things that made that drew you to this movie? Since you guys were like super into it uh i mean i it was just winona rider for me i think yeah, yeah. i was just in, yeah that character i was in love with that character mm-hmm. yeah one of her other lines is like who understands anyone these days who wants to it's hard enough trying to understand yourself i was like yes mm-hmm. <laughs> that is such Preach. a high school <laughs> yeah struggle <laughs> <laughs> and maybe still that's now, but that's why just watching it i was like oh my gosh i needed this back then mm-hmm. too bad mm-hmm. oh well uh, but then i was trying to figure out what i did watch in high school and i honestly don't know i need to investigate yeah, and what ca- were you doing back. i know because yeah. each episode i'm like uh, i watched heather's before high school and then probably again after but like i don't remember watching during. it during but maybe it's maybe i did maybe i just didn't like feel connected to characters i don't know I spent I need a lot to of investigate time at the video my store. Youth I don't figure out what I did. Because I definitely went to movies. Movies were definitely a big part of my life, mm-hmm. but I don't remember. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I remember the first time, I, I can't remember, it might have been before Beetlejuice. It was on, there was a tra- uh, trailer for Welcome Home Roxy Carmichael before some other movie oh, that yeah. I had on tape. So I'd always see that trailer and I was like, what is this movie with the girl from Beetlejuice? Um, and then I would see the the cover the vhs cover in the video store all the time it's a very distinct sort of cover her in her pink dress on a white background and then in high school i finally rented it and uh and loved it and that was the perfect timing yes, too probably it was, yeah. it was definitely yeah my cousin had seen it before and she was like oh you should see this movie i'm like yeah i'll get to it and then you know in high school mm-hmm. i was like oh oh yes i should have seen this a long time ago Right. But I probably wouldn't have been as important to me as it was as it was in high school. So I remember it thinking it was weird because it seems like she's almost playing a version of Lydia Dietz in a weird way. Like it's a very similar kind of character, morose, dresses in black, and uh, yeah. I mean, that's definitely mm. what I think of with her. Even though, yeah. I mean, how many characters like that has she played? Probably. A, I feel like those two, and then and them. then mermaids. At one point, she mm. kind of. There's oh, one point yeah, where she kind of reverts to yeah, kind of Yeah, at the end of Mermaids, she kind of switches. Yeah, she puts on all black and, yeah. Those are the only three I can think of. <gasps> yeah. I, yeah, mm. I just identify her with that kind of, like, brooding. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, Winona was awesome in it. Like, she was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Even in Lucas, she's kind of, she dresses in black yeah, and is true. kind of, yeah, artsy and, 
Yeah, the outsider. For I think sure. she always just has like an artsy feel. Because I mean, reality bites. She's artsy again, and mm-hmm. even if she's not like I don't know, she's kind of glum in that one too. <laughs> she's yeah. laying around doing mm-hmm. nothing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, that's more slacker vibe yeah. than a gothy vibe. But, you know, <laughs> I guess Bram Stoker's Dracula is gothic. Yes, <laughs> definitely, absolutely. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's a very, very weird movie. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like it's very strange. Even though I, I love it, I, I I still would be hesitant to just recommend it to any old person. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's specific. Like You can't just say, oh, you would like this movie. Yeah. Because you might not. And, but <laughs> And if they didn't like it, I would understand. I'd be like, yeah, I, I get it. It's it's not everyone's cup of tea, I feel like. But if you want like a weird, quirky Winona Ryder, satisfying Winona Ryder film, this is it. Like yeah, If you're looking for some of... satisfying Winona kind of quintessential Winona in yeah. a weird way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel that way even not ha- having seen it like two times. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree. In this, how old is she supposed to be? 15. Like 15? Yeah. yeah, she's all over the place in her age. Like, in, And like <laughs> like in the movies that she's been in yeah. up until now. Mm-hmm. Like right. she's been 17, she's been 13. And... Uh, I'm just waiting for her to actually age. Like, I don't know to at play what her point. Age. Yeah. Or like, to that's... even look like, look like she's out of her teens. Well, you know I feel what like I mean? that kind of why she didn't, wasn't in a lot of big movies for a long time after her 20s, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she, she still kind of looked quite young. Mm-hmm. Now she finally, she still looks young, but she, mm-hmm. she's clearly, you know. An, able to play a mom. Yeah, able yeah. to play yeah. a mom, exactly. <laughs> which she probably couldn't have done for a long time. Yeah, exactly. But like she was 18 when she did this. She didn't look, she didn't, I don't think she looked 15. She did look a little older. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's In the world of Hollywood movies, she looked 15. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know. That's true. Yeah, a lot of people who look much older. Or, you know, in the world of like when 90210 was on, everybody was like 30. Um, She definitely looked 15. Yeah. I really liked Winona's eyebrows in this. I mm. yes, they stood out. Yeah. I noticed the eyebrows as well. Good solid brows. Yeah, she did have solid <laughs> brows. And Gerald looked like he was wearing like Warby Parker glasses oh or something. They were huge. <laughs> so I looked up the uh, the premiere of Welcome Home, Roxy Carmichael online. There's some very funny photos oh, yeah? of of Gerald, uh, very dressed up, wearing the big big glasses. That must have been like his choice in the movie. <laughs> right. And also a lot of Twin Peaks uh, actors at the premiere. Mm. Michael Horse. Um, and whoever played Andy, I forget his name, but they're both there. And was uh, it at like time frame wise? Was it Twin Peaks? Yeah, it was 1990. Oh, right. This is 1990. Is this the first movie in the 90s? Yeah, 90s. Well, here we are. Welcome to the 90s. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome home. So I can stop blaming the 80s for everything now. Now I gotta start blaming the 90s. What's next? What's next for you guys? Edward Scissorhands, uh, which I think I never would have really thought of as a 90s movie. I think I still put that in. In 89 for some reason, yeah. but like, yeah, Just, it's 1990. You know. 90 was a good year for Winona. Yeah, this, I think, Edward Scissorhands and Mermaids, I believe. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They're in a row, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one, other th- one other thing I read about uh, Winona's role in this, she, w- she was really um, doing some method acting. Mm-hmm. She had like a she bought a bracelet and she's like i think this is something dinky would wear she's doing some interview oh, and yeah, she was I, just I like yeah. yeah she was really getting into the character while she, i think that's when mm. they interviewed for her for great balls of fire or something like that and she just kept talking about dinky because she was really upset she really liked dinky at the time yeah 
yeah, she was going to buy like a medical bag or something for Dinky. And then she was like, no, that that's not very practical. Dinky's a very practical girl. She'd get a backpack. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it didn't, you know, it came out. I don't think it did that well. And nah, it wasn't re- well reviewed. I think no. Roger Ebert gave it two stars. Yeah. But, Come on, Ebert. But everyone, on. I think, pointed I, out Winona yeah. was good. Like yeah, the yeah, they were like, yeah. everything else was weird, but Winona was good. It's usually what yeah. people say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is fair, it's but maybe a accurate. But... <laughs> yeah. No, but as you said, Jeff Daniels is good too. Yeah, he's great in it. Well, well, that was Welcome Home, Roxy Carmichael. Yes. And as we said, the next episode will be Edward Scissorhands. She, I don't know, she has a lot of like her classic films are like right away. Mm-hmm. Definitely, we're just like plowing into them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, next time Edward Scissorhands. Bye. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks, Matt White. Yeah, oh, thanks, Matt. <laughs> thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Yeah, my pleasure. Winona Forever is part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. Episodes produced by Chris Landry. Music by No Refunds. Hosted by Lindsay Gibb and Rekka Tulsaran. Contact Rekka and Lindsay at Winona at cageclub.me.